I'm surprised that you got in another relationship with somebody that had kids because 90% of people, I'd say, well, actually probably 95% of people, stepmoms say that they would not get in another relationship with somebody with kids. It's funny because I said that too. (laughs) I figured you did. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Happy New Year from Nacho Kids. Yeah, what she said. David? Yes, ma'am. You're not excited about the new year? I am elated but for we the have, new year. We have such big plans. I know. We've got a lot to do. That's what stresses me out. Don't <laughs> we, stress. We've already got all these plans for 2020. Yeah. And we're just getting started. I know. So now we got a lot of good stuff. I'm I am excited. And uh but there's also a lot of work that has to be done. Right. We are speaking in a few weeks mm-hmm. at a I don't want to say conference. Well, it is a conference, ain't it? I don't know. Isn't the Stepmoms Alive conference or summit? Summit. Summit. Tr- anyway. Summit. Anyway. Stepmoms Alive. So that's that's one thing we're doing this mm-hmm. year. And uh I'm assuming that things like that will probably be uh, more regular, like, you know, speaking at conferences. Typically, once you get started doing that, next thing you know, you're doing one or two a year. It can snowball. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Because, so, you know, I get asked to speak not on step family subjects, but I speak fairly regularly. But you're an extrovert, so you like that stuff. <sighs> yeah. You'll, you'll like it. You'll learn to like it. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on is not being so introverted. You'll be fine. I'll be there to pat you on the back. And then from a nacho kid standpoint, mm-hmm. I am going to be working on a stepmom summit. Cool. It will be virtual and it will be very interesting. This is the one that you're going to do online and you've got other stepmom uh, coaches or counselors or whatever. So all those are going to get involved. Is that is that it? Kinda. Okay. Yeah, kinda. I think I've I think I've heard you talk about it. You've heard me talk about it because I've been teetering with it for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get that moving. All right. And then we are going to have a Nacho Kids retreat. Oh. Not a party. Not a party. A retreat. So this would be something that would be for. Um, a very, very small crowd of people. Yeah. Right. I say small crowd. Probably, would it be um, couples or not couples? I'm not sure on that yet. I can't do individuals and you come. Right. So it's got to be couples. Okay. The first one's going to have to be couples. So it's going to be a um, like a step parenting couples retreat. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming it would be... Um, Small enough to where there's a lot of uh, intimate conversations and one-on-one help and stuff like that. So it couldn't be more than a handful or so of people that you can have. Correct. Okay. Cool. That'll be uh, interesting. But, but then I feel bad limiting the number of people. Um, then we'll just have to have another one. Yeah, but you won't. I, uh, I shouldn't even say this. Oh, gosh. And it's the new year. But there are so many people out there that will not go that extra mile to get help. And we're going to leave it at that. (laughs) 
But we're leaving it at that. So yes, as many is the although there are lots of people, tons of people that would that would benefit greatly, they're not going to be beating down the door because it takes more than lifting a finger to do it. Well, I think it would be something awesome for us to do maybe every year. Oh yeah. And not just maybe every year, but move the location, you know, where give everybody an opportunity. Yeah. Because we can't expect we can do it in the four corners of the United States. Shoot, why stop there? We can go to Australia. Hey, we got somewhere to stay in Australia. London. And where else can we go? I think I've got a uh, friend that in London. We can go to Zimbabwe. We can go to Antarctica. All right. If y'all live in any of these places and have somewhere we can stay. Greenland. <laughs> to save us some money for when we do our Nacho Kids Finland, retreat. Norway. In your country. Sweden. Russia. No. What's wrong with Russia? Because next you go in Japan and I in China, and I have no desire to go that far. Why not? Because go to Japan. Go to where else can we go? We could just go to Epcot and we just hit all those places <laughs> at one time. There you go. <laughs> so, what do you listeners? What are your New Year's resolutions? If one of them is bettering your blend, we can help you get into the academy. Get into the academy. I'm telling you, within 30 days, you will notice a huge change in not only the blend, but yourself. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to it than just disengaging. Nachoing is not just disengaging. Nope. There, it's a process with many steps, and that's what we're here to help you with. Yep. It is pretty amazing, the difference. Yes, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Oh, got to get our British friend back on. <laughs> All right. So what are we going to hear about today? Today, we are going to hear from Emily Bassett. It's not Bassett? No, it's Bassett. Okay. I'm making you think. You're looking at it like, maybe it is. <laughs> no, it is Bassett because remember John F. Kennedy Jr.'s girlfriend or wife, whatever, they got killed in a helicopter, no plane crash? Mm-hmm. And her name was? Couldn't tell you. Something Bassett. Okay. Pretty sure. Might be wrong. <laughs> but Emily has been blending for six years. Her husband adopted her sons. Wow. So technically, he's not her kid's step-parent. So he's the adopted dad. He's the adopted dad. Dude, if you asked me to adopt your son, I'd be like, heck no. You would not. You would. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. Why? Because I said so. No. I yes. would not. No, no, no. You Draw told it. me if I died, he could stay with you. That's not adopting. David. I have no desire. David. No way, no how. Ain't going to do it. I said we're done. Because <laughs> everybody listening is like, girl, I'd leave him. <laughs> That's what you should do. You'd leave him. He wouldn't adopt your kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you would adopt him. I know you would. No. You would. Quit lying. I would not adopt him. You would. He's too old to adopt. He's not. He would be by the time you died. I might die tomorrow. Why would you need me to adopt him? It's not a need. Great. Then it won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway. Back to Emily. Mm-hmm. Emily has two ex-stepdaughters. Okay. I'm thinking about that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, how are she got ex-stepdaughters? Yep. So this is not her first rodeo. Well, if you ever want to know whether or not they're nacho kids, if they can be ex <laughs> they can be ex daughters, ex stepdaughters, then they're not your kids. So you know huh? 
<laughs> well, we often have people say like, oh, I love them like my own and, and all this, and I do all this stuff for them. And no, they're mine. Oh, really? Get a divorce to see if they're still yours. I got in a disagreement. Not, let me say, not, let me say well, no, not a disagreement, mm-hmm. a conversation with a lady that said that. And she said that her husband and his ex have already agreed that if her and her husband split up, that she would get visitation with those kids. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. You let it happen and we'll see. You going to pay child support too? <laughs> yeah. So so here's how this is going to work. You got three people splitting up kids instead of two. Mm-hmm. So whose weekend is she going to take from? The dads or the moms? Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now what's going to happen. They get divorced and he's going to be like, I don't care what I told you. You are not seeing these kids. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Let us know how that works out for you yeah. because, you know. Wait, is she listening? I don't know. Okay. Are you listening? If you're listening, good luck with that. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Let's not be like that. Okay. Because there could be step parents that them and their significant other split up mm-hmm. and they still see the stepkids on a regular schedule, almost like visitation. Well, especially if they get older. Right. If you are an ex-stepmom that still sees your ex-stepkids on a regular schedule, like every other weekend, every other week, whatever, reach out to us. We'd love to have you as a guest. Mm -hmm. But it's still going to be a different relationship, is my point. Assuming they're younger. Now, if we're talking 18 and all this, we're No, no, no. We're we're talking talking young kids. Right. But that's what I'm saying is if you're, if let's say Jackson was seven, six or seven, and when you and I got divorced, I am not, number one, I'm not going to see him near as often as I am now, which is going to affect the relationship. Mm-hmm. And even if I can see him, back to what you were saying, it's either going to interfere with your time or it's going to interfere with his dad's time. So who's going to give up the time? And here's the other part of that. Mm-hmm. If I got into another relationship, mm-hmm. then it would be, oh, well, I've got to go drop Jackson off to David, you know, his stepdad, his ex-stepdad. Yeah. And you can hang out here too while he's here playing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. We know how that would turn out. See? Yep. Cause you'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm curious though. I, I know there's people out there that this has, they have had this. Oh, I'm sure. I, I'm, I'm sure it's rare. Yeah. It may not be as rare as I think. <laughs> but I know. just know the people in my group <laughs> that ain't going to happen with. Yeah. That, that is interesting though. Now, again, it'd be different if they were older, like if Jackson was 16 or something like that, and it happened, then, yeah, I still won't be around him near as much, but if he's able to drive and things like that, he goes, hey, I want to run by and I see David for a little bit, then I can see that happening. Or if I go somewhere and I go, hey, I call him up, because I wouldn't call you, because we're divorced, (laughs) I'd call him up and go, hey, I'm going to to see this movie you want to go, or I'm going to... To Best Buy to look at computer stuff, you want to go, then yeah, I and mean, there there would still be a relationship there, but it, it would still be different, right? I think that if you and I split up, I would still um, at least communicate with two or three of your kids on Facebook think mainly. So? I'd yeah. be like, you better stay away from my kids. Uh huh. You better no, leave them alone. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, David, no. You're just trying to get back in my good graces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> David's delusional. Uh huh. I can't split up with you. No, you can't. I got way too much invested. That's right. <laughs> so back to Emily. You know all the people in the Facebook group. People will say, 
knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. if you could go back in time, mm-hmm. would you get into a blended relationship? 98.74% say no. I believe And it. that's what Emily said. She said no. She and said, anyway. I will not date men with kids after she her first blend. She said that. But then guess what? It happened. It happened. So let's listen to Emily. All right. Well, before we do, let's hear a word from our sponsor. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit NachoKidsAcademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's NachoKidsAcademy.com. Today, we have Emily Bassett. Hey, Emily, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. So you're a stepmom, of course. Yes, I am. Tell us a little bit about your blend, how many kids and what types of kids they are, and how long you've been blending. Well, I have one stepdaughter. She's 13. I have two sons from a previous marriage. They are 11 and going on 10. And I have two our sons, and they are four and one. Girl. Yeah, busy, busy. Four boys. (laughs) Yes, four boys. I don't know if you're aware, David, my husband, he had four boys. Oh, wow. Yeah, when we got married, they were, I always forget, they were 10, 9, 9, and 9. And my son was five. That's just crazy. (laughs) So we had five boys. You've got four boys and a teenage girl. Yes. How often do you get the stepdaughter for uh, visitation? What's the visitation schedules like? Uh, it's a little weird these days. Uh, actually, when I met my husband um, six years ago, it was 50-50 right down the middle. Um, right now, it's actually every Friday we get her. Um, one is from Friday till Monday, and then the opposite weekends is Friday till Saturday at 2 o'clock. So it's really crazy. Hmm. It's not a lot of time, is it? No, it's not. Um, Do you mind my asking what happened to change it from 50-50 to such a smaller type schedule? It was a really, I guess you can say, unorthodox situation. Um, What kind of happened was a few years ago, I believe when my stepdaughter was about 10, my husband and I, at the time, we weren't married yet, and we were actually living separately, but in walking distance from each other. And my husband was living at his mother's house, and there was an incident where I guess um, his mom was dating somebody who, um, like off and on, who was kind of scary, like to my stepdaughter. He'd come home and slam things. And uh, one time, like he was locking doors if my husband and his daughter weren't home yet. So basically, my husband had a talk with my stepdaughter's mother saying, you know, hey, I'd like you to hold on to her for a bit because she's scared. And I'm not in a position to, you know, I don't want her to keep being scared. And then um, she agreed to it. I was actually there for support she came to my apartment. Um, and then the next thing you know, he's getting served court papers uh, a few days later. Oh, no. So it was like, in hindsight, 
you know, we wouldn't have moved forward with that conversation if we had known what was going to happen. Right. Your husband was living with his mom and her boyfriend, and the boyfriend was just shady toward the kid. Yes. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Okay. So bio mom ended up with the stepdaughter most of the time. Yes. Did you end up going to court? Uh, Yes. Court's fun, isn't it? Oh, it is so fun. (laughs) I tell you what, it's just the court system, bless it, (laughs) cost you a fortune and nothing really for the benefit of the kid worked out, right? Correct. Yeah. I really think, and I know that I'm only one person and that this would take almost a miracle to happen, but I really feel that the court systems need to make it easier for people to go to court. I agree 100%. Now, your bio sons, 11 and 10. Yes. What's their visitation schedule? They actually, my uh, ex-husband has never been a part of their life. We, um, I divorced the first time. Um, well, actually, I was still pregnant with my almost 10 year old when we separated. Um, and then he, it started immediately. He never tried to set up any visitation. I tried to offer it. He'd never show, uh, he moved away, never called, never wrote, never sent cards. I kept extending the offer, um, and nothing. So, uh, a couple of years ago, my current husband and I discussed adopting my oldest too, since you know, their father was never around and it just got finalized this year. And there, uh, we also changed their last name to my current husband's last name. Congratulations. Thank you. I bet they were excited. They are so excited. That's good. Did you have to get your ex-husband to approve? I did. Uh, they explained that even though he's not around, it's the state of Vermont. Um, they prefer you to still notify the other parent. And since he's not in contact, that was a struggle on its own. Right. And then you have ours children, correct? Correct. And they are four and one. Mm, girl, I'm telling you, I love babies, though. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I still consider a four-year-old a baby. Me too. We actually have a song where if I carry both of them from the car to the house, we sing that I'm holding two babies, but he's starting to tell me that he's not a baby anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to change your song. I am. (laughs) Definitely. So how's your blend been? Um, You know, what are some struggles you have had or, you know, what's your relationship like with your stepdaughter? Honestly, I I guess in the last year, I would say, since she is 13 teenagers, you know, Mm -hmm. it's been harder. Um, uh, We actually know that her mom actually talks negative about all of us in front of her. And I know that's a struggle Um, and like secrets. You have to keep secrets. You're not allowed to tell your dad anything. So like something small, like, hey, I'm going to go over to my grandma's or my grandpa's this weekend. She doesn't come forward with it. Like she's afraid. Mm -hmm. Um, But like normally it used to be we were we were tight. We were like best friends. Um, But, you know, it's hard to be a best friend when someone's saying things they shouldn't. yeah, and just, I don't know, we would do face masks together. We'd go for walks. I work out and she would ask to work out with me. She wants to get matching workout stuff. And then some weekends when she comes over, she doesn't want to go for walks with me. She doesn't want to do face masks. And I don't force anything like that. And I'll be like, you know, that's totally cool. 
Um, but I know, I know it's, she's struggling too. So I guess you're dealing with a high conflict by a mom. Yes. And my, my stepdaughter actually had a very grown up talk with her mom this past summer and she was proud of herself. And she came to me and she said, I talked to my mom and told her, I want to see you guys more. And I even told her that she should try being your friend. And she was super proud of herself. And I gave her a hug and I said, I'm proud of you because it's not an easy conversation to have. And, you know, then we just went about our day. We didn't talk about it more because I didn't want her to feel like pressured. And, you know, I didn't ask her like, you know, well, what happened or anything like that? I let her tell me when she was comfortable to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's, she's extended the offer to her mom to hang out with me, like have lunch or go to dinner or even just have coffee. And she's told me her mom don't answer her. So, you know, and I I let my bonus daughter know, I'm like, I will do that if that's what you want. You know, you just tell me when your mom is ready, if she's ever ready to do that, because she knows she, she said to me that she knows I've extended my friendship to her mother a lot over the years. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to give up. Yes, I, I know. <laughs> and it's and it's not easy to do because, face it, I don't care what people say. Everybody wants everybody to like them. Exactly. Especially children. They just want everyone to get along. Mm-hmm. So is she pushing for you and by a mom to get along better? Um, does she care more about y'all getting along better than you do? Um, she did for a while. Um, I don't know. I don't know, like everything that her mom will say to her negative, it's mostly focused to her dad. Mm -hmm. Um, Bio mom likes to act like I just don't exist. Um, Like examples are, I've offered to take photos of her with my bonus daughter and she's completely ignored me um, to make Mother's Day stuff. Or um, whenever she is around all of us, she will just stare at my stepdaughter's head and not even look in my direction. Yeah, there's things like that. Think it's it's enough to not let the kids see you're you're not being kind, but the adults know you're not being kind. Right. So when y'all have events and things like that, it's obviously awkward. Yes. Um, she actually doesn't always inform us of any events. That's always fun. Yeah. It's it's easy to make you look like the bad guy if you don't know about an event and then you're not there. <laughs> Yeah, I would say, well, is, you know, dad signed up for announcements from the school or anything like that where he doesn't have to rely on by a mom to provide that information. But I also know with my son's school, they don't always give you notice of things. No, and that's been a struggle for my husband for the past couple of years. Um, the, the school, actually, I used to drive school bus for that school. Um, until we moved out of the district. And even then I was helping being like, Hey, you know, you got to let us know, you know, separate homes. And for a while they started, but they failed past couple of years. They have not been sending my husband anything. Mm. Has your husband thought about going back to court to get more time with his daughter? Actually, he just did. um, I guess right before the summer started and we actually had a lawyer and she was super not helpful. So, so that didn't go anywhere. No, it didn't. And he, um, like the lawyer kept advising, we'll try talking to her, uh, you know, the, my bonus daughter's mother. And he kept explaining, well, I do try talking to her, but I get told no, or I get shut down or, you know, I get met with hostility. And mm-hmm. even when school ended, this is the second summer that he said, I'd like to split time this summer and got told no. 
and there's no reason for it because she just sits at home while her mom's at work doing nothing. Hmm. And she was very, very upset. Yeah, that's sad, especially when the little girl wants to be there. Yes, very hard to deal with when, you know, she's getting older, she sees, she wants to be here, and there's only one person preventing that. I wonder if the attorney was telling you that because when you go to court, they like to have a paper trail of, I asked on August the 26th, 2018 at 1042 p.m. or 1042 a.m., to get my child for a day in October, and I was told no. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of have a paper trail to show that, look, he's asked many, many, many times, and she just won't respond or says no. Yes, that's exactly what they like. And they also like to see you guys, like parents, co-parenting outside of court too, but, you know, not always possible. (laughs) Well, there's a parallel parenting for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. It's awesome. Now, how is your relationship? You said with your stepdaughter that y'all used to do things together. Is it kind of back and forth that she kind of pulls away and then she'll come closer to you? Or is it just she's been more distant all around since the custody changed or the visitation changed? It's been back and forth. Like, yeah, this past weekend was... um the weekend where we get her from Friday till Saturday. And um, I mentioned I might work out if I suffer from migraines and I was kind of feeling one. And I said, I might work out if I feel better. She asked to join me. And this was the first time in a couple of weeks that she's asked to join me. Or um, sometimes when my sons, they will come up to me and give me a hug out of the blue. And she has admitted she doesn't see her mother that often. Um, so like a few minutes later, I could see she... She looked like she wanted a hug and she came up to me and gave me a hug. So she doesn't feel like she gets to see her mom that much. No, she actually said that, um, I think a few months ago, she mentioned that she doesn't really spend time with her mom only on Sundays because she's always gone. Like she, she gets out of work and she does other things, I guess, or goes sees friends. I take it, um, by a mom's getting child support. Yes. Do you think that's why she doesn't want him to have her more? That's what I think. Um, I'm guessing that the child support changed once it went from 50-50 to this new schedule. Yes, it did. And um, my my husband struggles to even get one day extra. Um, it actually stipulates in the court order that it will go down when time, when time is uh, more for us. And so since that court order has come up, she's been refusing time. Yeah, the only thing you can do is to go back to court or to wait until stepdaughter's, you know, old enough or willing to just go stand up to her mom and say, I, I want to spend more time with my dad, which I don't even know that that would matter if she did that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if she told her mom she should try being my friend, but she's still refusing to, like, even try. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you and bio mom don't really have to be friends. She's just got to get over the fact of, wanting to keep her daughter at home when her daughter's not even when she's not even present with her daughter. I agree. I guess you don't have like a first right of refusal. No. Um actually I've I've actually helped my husband with some of the terms and some of all this uh when he did go back to court. Um he didn't even know what that meant mm-hmm. and I taught him. <laughs> yeah. That stinks. And I I know it's hard, especially, again, the cost of going to court. It's just crazy. It is. I know that, um, I think it's called Legal Shield. 
that I hear people talk about that was like a monthly fee. I don't know how much it is, but it wasn't very much to where you can call and get answers to legal questions. Oh, Legal Shield. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. I want to think it was like 50 bucks a month or something like that, but you could use the mess out of them, I'm sure. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Unless they've got a cutoff where you can only contact us, you know, 40 times or something in a month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, might want to check into it. It might be worth it. Yeah, definitely. I know you can represent yourself in court because my son's dad did it. Of course, it's not the best scenario. Right. My husband is scared um, to do anything, actually, but he is he recently let go of his lawyers and she wasn't helping. And um, a good friend of ours, she went like she's not a stepmom or anything, but she's gone through similar things in court and said she would help us in any way we need because, you know, she's she agrees that my husband needs to do something, not nothing. The something is always better than nothing. He's always um always been scared of the outcome, basically. I'm sure a lot of fathers are. Yeah, losing more time. Yeah, because he, we, she has her own room in our house, and he doesn't like to see it when she ain't here. So, like, I like it open um, because her, her room is actually teal and purple, and it's a really bright room, and it makes me feel happier, but he likes it closed because it hurts him to see it. So, like, we fight with the door sometimes. He'll yeah. shut it, I'll open it. <laughs> I can understand that, though, because I know when my son would go to his dad's just every other weekend, it's still not easy going in his room. Right. And I have him, you know, 95% of the time or whatever it is. Wow. It's um, it's that parent thing. Nobody yeah. likes to be without their kids, for sure. Right. Well, I hope that um, maybe you can find some help with that. So what, um, what other challenges have you had? Does stepdaughter, you know, is she rude to you? Is she... Um, do you parent her at all, or are you more removed and it's more, she's a good kid, you don't really have to parent her at all? If she gets snotty, it's with dad, not you? Pretty much, she's only snotty with dad. Um, and I, I don't know if it's because I have the four boys and with her mom, she just has the one kid. Um, but I, I do, I've noticed over the years, she only gives dad a hard time. Um, if I walk into the room, she tones it down <laughs> and maybe it could be because I've also told like my older boys, I'm like, you know, I'm one of seven. Uh, I've been there. You can't pull the wool over my eyes. Can't, can't act like that here. <laughs> mm -hmm. How does it make you feel when stepdaughter is snotty toward dad? Is it hard for you to not jump in and protect him and say things? Yes, actually it is. Um, it, even if my boys do it, I, like I'll step in, obviously my kids do it. It depends on, I guess, the level of rudeness. Um, I specifically grew up without my dad and with my oldest two sons, dad not being around. I guess I'm more protective of fathers that mm -hmm. actually want to see their kids. So I kind of let my kids know like, hey, you know, you're not going to be rude. You're not going to be disrespectful. That's not acceptable. Right. And plus he did adopt them. It's different. Yes. I'm like, you know, he is your dad. He literally is your only dad. He's just not blood, but he is your dad. Like mm -hmm. he's all you got. So I'm like, you have to treat him with the same respect that his daughter does. Right. And I think it's hard. It's hard for the kids to see that. Um, I actually have two ex stepdaughters 
Okay. Hang, how's that? So this is your second marriage? Yeah. Um, my ex-stepdaughters are 13 and 14. And for a while, they actually were kept out of our life um, because they actually, they don't live with my ex-husband and their mother doesn't have them. They live with their grandmother on their mother's side. Mm-hmm. Um, and But they're back in our life. And that that is an interesting situation to have. My oldest sons have two sisters that come and visit every now and again. So you still have contact with the two ex-stepdaughters? Yes. Is that contact with them through their dad? No, because their their dad doesn't really see them that much. He does not. Um, they don't live with him. They live with their grandmother. Okay. Yeah, you said that a second ago. So you just coordinate it with the grandma? Yes, because if it were up, up to dad, they wouldn't, they wouldn't come see us. Right. That's good that you still have a relationship with them. Yes. I, I guess you could say I, I've been like their only mother figure, um, even when I wasn't around, when I was kept away from them. Now, how long were you in their lives? I actually met them when they were two and three, and I didn't know about them right off the bat, <laughs> but uh, they were finally, um, like, they, they stayed in our life until the oldest was seven. And, um, my husband and my ex-husband and I were divorced at that time. Um, and then that's when that's like the last time we saw them for a while, I picked them up to celebrate my oldest son's birthday at the time. And then we lost contact. Uh, we got contact with them again in 2016. Okay. About four years that you didn't have contact with them. Yeah. Did they reach out to you? Actually, um, my ex-sister-in-law, uh, reached out to me and we coordinated a surprise visit. It was a reunion for my ex-father-in-law and he had never met my two oldest sons. Um, so we went there and my two ex-stepdaughters were there too. And so we coordinated like, Hey, you know, the boys miss their sisters. Let's, let's get together. And we exchanged numbers and all that. Okay. Wait a minute. I think I'm understanding. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a little <laughs> slow sometimes. So your ex that you had two stepdaughters by, is he the father of your two sons that your new husband adopted? Yes. Gotcha. Now, when, okay, let's see, how do I ask this? I don't, (laughs) um, when y'all were together, did he get his daughters any, you and the ex? Yes. Um, At that time, they were under their mother's care and um, we were living in a house that um, like at the time the mom would come over at times to drop them off, um, whether my ex-husband was home or not. And, uh, when I fell pregnant with my firstborn son is kind of when I started seeing, um, the traits of a deadbeat dad, I guess you could say. Yeah. I don't know what else to call it. Uh, he would try to stick the girls in our sunroom with like coloring books and TV, and then he'd leave or go in a different room. So I was entertaining the girls. I'd color with them or I'd hang out with them. Um, Even though I was sick when I was pregnant, uh, I had really bad hyperemesis. Um, But that's kind of where his true colors were starting to shine. So he's basically just a unpresent parent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. It is. And it, it kind of makes me feel like, how did I survive all these years? 
Yeah. I'm surprised that you got in another relationship with somebody that had kids because 90% of people, I'd say, well, actually probably 95% of people, stepmoms say that they would not get in another relationship with somebody with kids. It's funny because I said that too. (laughs) I figured you did. I said that and I was like, you know, I had the two kids of my own and I'm like, no men with kids. And then, you know, I met him and I'm like, wow, he's different. And then, you know, he let me know he had a daughter and she was seven at the time. But I think why I actually gave him a chance is because at that time he had 50-50, there was no court and my stepdaughter's mother and him communicated. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't a lot of drama. It wasn't, he was a every other weekend dad. He was more involved than that. Yeah. And I think that's why I gave him a chance because um, there was no drama. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, this, this is cool. You know, there's no fighting, there's no stress, but then it's like the more involved and more serious him and I got is where the drama started. Of course. Like jealousy and stuff. And then, you know, I got pregnant with our ours kid, which wasn't planned. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. I, I was on the depo shot when I got pregnant with our first ours baby. So it was a total surprise. There you go. <laughs> so has high conflict by a mom, has she um, remarried or in another relationship? Um, she actually is in the third relationship since I've known my husband. Okay. Um, over the summer too, she just uprooted their daughter and moved her in with this man. And I I don't even really know how long she's known him. It hasn't even been six months yet. I know y'all can't see my face, but I'm a little shocked right now. Yeah. So was my (laughs) mother-in-law because this man has two teenage sons scary situation. And she's not spending time with the her daughter anyway, and her daughter would rather be with y'all when she's not spending time with her mom. Correct. This is what frustrates me. She's not spending time with the kid. The kid wants to be with y'all. She put the child in a situation that probably wasn't the wisest, and you made her aware of a situation that wasn't really pleasant for the kid to try to make things better, and she used that against you. But now she did kind of, well, I don't want to say something similar, but she's not making very good parenting decisions, I would say. Yeah, I agree. Makes it really hard. Yeah. It makes me want to tell your husband to look up everything he needs and go to court. <laughs> right. <laughs> go represent well, himself. I'm I'm the naggy wife because he, he is actually in the middle of filling out some uh, court papers and stuff. Um, and every day, cause, you know, he works. 40 hours a week, sometimes overtime and works on the weekend sometimes. So I'm like, I love you. So I'm going to nag the crap out of you <laughs> to make sure you get your papers done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because I know a lot of people will go, wait a minute, Lori, what about nacho kids? You know, because <laughs> I'm all about their nacho kids and situations sometimes I consider your stepdaughter being in a situation like that as being unhealthy. Right. And yes, ideally, most stepmoms should not be as involved, but your husband adopted your kids. Right. You don't have an issue with the stepdaughter. The issue is with the bio mom. So you don't need to nacho at all. Not Well, not the stepdaughter. You need to nacho the high conflict bio mom, which it sounds like you're pretty much doing. Pretty much. (laughs) 
Yeah, you have no interaction with her whatsoever. None. Yeah. That bothers you, though, doesn't it? It does in the sense that, you know, I, I can see the pain in my stepdaughter's eyes and everything, you know, that she wants both her moms, as she calls us, to get along. Um, she, she, like, her dream is to see her mother and I and and our stepdaughter to go along with us and go have a friendly dinner, even if we're not friends. That that's what she wants. I mean, even this past Mother's Day, she was with us that day. Her mom didn't ask for her or anything like that. Um, not even to split the day. And my stepdaughter asked me permission if I would hang out with her mom if uh, her mom would come over. And I said, if that's what would make you happy, yes, I would. She texted her mom. Will you come have dinner, um, you know, with her and I? And her mom told her, I don't know. I have plans. And then she was actually very upset that day um, later on. And she texted her mom and said, it would have been really nice if you came and hung out with me so I could spend time with both my moms. Why did your husband and her split up? Um, I'm not. Uh, let me see if I remember. I've heard so many stories. pick one girl it's okay (laughs) I believe like they were um I guess my stepdaughter was three when they separated and I guess she um just didn't want to work on things my ex my husband did and she did not um I guess there was some talk of uh infidelity on her part and stealing from my in-laws uh, stealing mm-hmm. money. I just want the reason I ask that is a lot of times when there is infidelity on the bio mom's part, she does not want anything to do with the stepmom because she's jealous. Right. But you said y'all got along at first, right? At first, um, it was like mildly get along. Like I, I could tell it was awkward for her. I mean, it was awkward for me too. Um, at first, I remember I had an idea of, I said to my husband, why don't we celebrate our stepdaughter, my stepdaughter's birthday um, in the same household? Because um, I knew, you know, that would be best for the kid because we didn't have issues then. We actually went to where um, my stepdaughter's mother was living at the time when we all had dinner together for my stepdaughter's birthday. Um, I think that was her eighth birthday. Yes, that was her eighth birthday. And that was like basically the one and only time we got along. I hope you've given up trying. I have. (laughs) And I hope that you can find a way to explain to stepdaughter that that's probably never going to happen. And she needs to not worry about you and her mom getting along because they both love you. And, um, Cause it ain't going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. And, and I'm usually a pretty positive person, but I mean, this has been a while. Hasn't it? Yes. yes, it has. And I, I've had, I've had that talk with my stepdaughter. I've let her know, you know, that it's just probably not in our future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was sad, but I gave her a hug and I said, but we all love you. And you know, that's all that matters. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot in Nacho Kids about, people staying in their lane and not trying to be too engaged with the visitation schedules of the kids, with 
um, schools. Like, for instance, there was this one lady that contacted, I hope to God this is not you that I'm getting ready to say this about, um, that this one lady had, um, like, contacted the cheer coach or something and was kind of going around the bio mom's back to contact the cheer coach. And it was, like, causing issues because they were both contacting the cheer coach, you know, kind of thing. That's not you, is it? No, that's not me. Okay. Okay. But you, you, you understand what I'm saying about some people overstepping. Yes. And I've also seen a lot of people, too, but I can tell that I really don't think this will be the case with you. But a lot of stepmoms will push the bio dads to get more time with the stepkid, and then they end up hating it. The stepmoms do? Yes. Like, you know, the six-year-old that they fought for four years to get custody of, or at least 50-50, and then the kid comes, and it's the worst thing they feel like that they should have ever done. Oh, man, that's rough. (sighs) Yeah. It happens a lot, though, because, you know, the women come in and almost situations like if you would have came in when the issues were there with bio mom, you you know what I'm saying? If you would have came in and said, yeah, I'm going to be the one that works with bio mom now and does the schedule and the drop offs and the communication of little Sally left her trombone in the trunk or things like that, then um, that would be almost overpowering. Right. So you were smart not to come in that way. <laughs> I try. <laughs> Maybe I learned a little bit from my mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, you know, we all come in as steamrollers and we're going to fix everything and take care of everything. And we just feel like that sometimes the better environment is for the kid to be spend more time with the dad. And then they fight for that. And then, you know, the kid turns into a teenager, a mouthy, disrespectful, lazy teenager that all of a sudden stepmom is thinking, crap. I should have been happy with every other weekend. I should have never pushed dad to do this because now this kid's never going to leave. They're going to be here when they're 37 years old because they can't get a job because they're so lazy. (laughs) Yeah, that could be rough. I mean, I I feel bad for my stepdaughter because, you know, she's 13 and she came over one weekend and she asked her dad if she can cook. And we always tell the kids, you know, the older ones, because we encourage that kind of thing. You want to make something, go ahead. Just let us know because we want to know if the burner's on. Um, I guess she was going to make spaghetti and she asked her dad, how do you boil water? And then she goes, he looked at her shocked because he thought she was kidding at first. And then she got up frustrated and said, I give up. And that made me feel bad because she's cooked here before and she's had no issues. She's made eggs and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like she's unlearning when she leaves here. She's unlearning. And then, yeah. I wonder if she just didn't know what to put the stove on high or medium or. That's what I was wondering. And, you know, my, my husband was just, he didn't say anything, which I think is good because he might've, you know, put his foot in his mouth, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) he he just kind of looked shocked. And and I explained it to him. I'm like, just breathe. (laughs) But like, you know, it makes me feel bad in the sense that my almost 10 year old and 11 year old, they can go right in the kitchen and, you know, they're like mini chefs sometimes with Mm -hmm. what they can make. And I know I'd like that for her too, but you know, it's, it's hard to teach a child anything when they're only here a a total of eight days a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And that's what I sometimes have to remind my husband, like, you know, Hey, you know, worry about, you know, until you do go back to court, just for now, worry about quality the best you can. And like, 
what I try to do for the family is right now I'm actually stay at home mom. Um, and I put my two littles in daycare because I'm looking for work outside the home. But for what I do is the Fridays before she comes over, I make sure the house is tidy. And I even come in and I like sweep her or mop her room. So it's kind of fresh because when it lays empty all week, it's dusty and musty. And I try to prevent that. So she's got a comfortable stay. And then, you know, I try to explain to my older boys, I'm like, imagine if you were her and you were going to, to, you know, a different parent's household, would you want to come home to a messy room or a musty smelling room? Would you want Mm -hmm. a fresh room? You want to come over to a dirty house? Do you want to come over and and feel like you can relax? And that's just what I do. (laughs) Right. So stepdaughter was seven when you and your husband started dating. Yes. And y'all bonded very well straight from the beginning. Yes. Uh, To the point where my stepdaughter started calling me mom really quick. That's where I was going with this. Because I was curious. um, A lot of stepmoms want the stepkids to call them mom. And I was wondering if you had said something about you can call me mom or how that conversation went with her. Because I know you also said being your bonus daughter. And I know a lot of people really want to be the bonus mom. And then some people turn around and say, well, you know, unless the kids think you're a bonus, you're really not. <laughs> right. Um, well, when, when she started calling me mom, I actually felt awkward. And I, ta- I talked to my husband without her around and said, you know, I was already a stepmom. And, you know, they were taken from me basically and kept out of our lives. So I'm like, and, and they were calling me Mama Emma, my previous stepdaughter's uh, when I was in their life and with my current stepdaughter, I had told my husband, I'm like, we need to have a talk with her not to do that because you know, it's new and I'm not her mom and I don't want to make her mom feel like I'm doing that. <laughs> uh, and he did to where she was confused. I mean, maybe it's cause she was seven. She started calling me mom anyway. <laughs> and it seemed like the more my husband tried to tell her not to, the more she wanted to. So it was just kind of like we we went along with it for a bit. I tried to talk to her too, and she still wanted to call me mom. And it was it it was really rough because it was like you know I don't want to like have some woman come here being like you're making her call you this, and I'm like no, I'm actually trying to get her to stop. But um, she did stop after a little while um, and was telling us stories uh, that you know, usually a seven-year-old does not come up with on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, she actually, uh, when she went to go stay with her mom more, she stopped calling me mom completely. And then when we got married, she was so happy that she looked at the woman marrying us and said, I have two moms now and she's been calling me mom ever since. And we've even, we've even had talks with her that you do not have to call me mom. You can think of a nickname that's just special for us, or you can call me by my first name, anything that makes you comfortable. And she, she's like, okay. She just keeps calling me mom anyway. That's what she's comfortable with. I wonder if bio mom knows this. She does because when my husband took her to court uh, recently, she tried, my husband tried to have a talk um, actually like the lawyer advised. And my husband explained 
to my stepdaughter's mother, like, you know, you're alienating me by keeping her from me all the time. And, you know, our stepdaughter wants to see me more and she's even upset that you tell her no. Well, since then, she tried to counteract all of his court stuff by using the word alienate because he brought it up first. And she tried to say that we were alienating her by forcing my stepdaughter to call me mom. Mm. How did that go in court? They didn't even acknowledge that. I really? No, they didn't acknowledge much of anything except for money. It's always about money. Hmm. So they just addressed the child support and that was it? Yeah. Well, and the visitation. Right. And lack thereof. (laughs) Right. Right. I find that interesting. Um, And it may be because of stepdaughter's age, but I know in certain instances, judges are more than apt or um, more than willing to put in the court papers that the stepkid is not to call anybody else mom or dad. Right. And that that could be rough because it's like, you know, it's that's if you put that in the paperwork, it's that's like being like, well, this is what the parents, these are the parents' feelings. They were concerned about the parents' feelings now instead of like the best interest of the child or how the child feels. Ah, yep. That's right. That's definitely right. I just wonder, um, girl, I want whoever my ex is with, I want that person to love my kid and to make sure he doesn't get hurt. But I'll be dang if I want him calling somebody else mama. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And and I couldn't imagine what, you know, my stepdaughter's mother feels when she found out her daughter is calling me mom. Mm-hmm. And we always tell her. You know, every now and again, we'll just let her know, you know, you know what you're allowed to call me. Yeah. You know, right. As long as it's not a bad name. <laughs> you can call yeah. Me. yeah. Oh, believe me. Those kids can come up with some bad names. Right. <laughs> she has a phone too. And in, in, in her phone, I am mom. She has my name in there as mom and her mom is in there as mommy so that we have two different names. Ah, and, okay. and I did ask her about it. I'm like, is your mom okay with that? And She's like, I think so. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you don't have to have me in there as that if you don't want to, even though she did it herself. I'm like, I don't want you to feel like this is what you have to do. Yeah. I wonder if stepdaughters went home and, you know, told mom, Emily's just the best and she does this and she does that and we do this and we do that. And I just love her and I'm going to call her mom too. I wonder if... That that might have happened or something similar to that because she's obviously talked to her mom about wanting to get y'all together to do something as almost a family between you and bio mom and her. Yes. She's been trying for years. <laughs> There's even been instances at um, my stepdaughter's like school events or extracurricular events. She, when it's picture time, she will loudly announced that she wants a picture with her whole family. Which means mom, you, dad, all the brothers. Yes. And each time she has said that, she's got like this little light in her eyes, like she's excited. And then her mom will say no. And her mom will go, I'll be the one to take the photo. And you could just see like her little soul was crushed. Hmm. I would say, have you taken her to talk to anybody? But good Lord, you don't have time. You only have her, what, 10 hours one day, one weekend, and however many the next. Yeah, pretty much. And she was put in 
counseling like a few years back or something like that by her mother and like dad was left out of all of that and it was just um it was actually more hindering than it was helpful because that started like a, a spiral down of my stepdaughter having more issues coming here um right and when my my husband actually called the therapist to talk there was a lot of information that uh, my stepdaughter's mother left out and it was just she basically put her in to try to make my husband look like a bad guy right um is your husband's mom still with shady dude kind of he still lives with her but she i guess like they're in different rooms or something like that and but he's still still there and still just as shady the stepdaughter she doesn't have any interaction with him right no because um my stepdaughter's mother doesn't just keep her from us. She keeps her from them too. From the grandma. Yeah. Like grandma, grandpa on our side or my husband's side. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't blame her if shady dude was making your daughter uncomfortable. Oh yeah. But she, um, when, when we did all that, she actually didn't believe uh, my husband with all that and tried saying, you lied to me she was letting her go down there um, with them, with even when Shady Dude was there for a while, and then all of a sudden stopped. Oh, yeah. So it's it's just been like I guess years of bad parenting choices. It sounds like it. That's probably why stepdaughter is so drawn to you and wants you to be her mom so bad. It could be, and yeah. I try I try the nacho thing, and I'm I'm still like learning exactly like how to go about it, especially with having four of my own. And I'm like, you know, I don't want her to feel like ignored or rejected by me. But at the same time, I think it would be cool if she could look at me as the super fun aunt or something like where we right. best friends instead of, you know, like, you know, she calls me mom. So it's kind of probably going to be a hard thing to establish. But me being another mom is, I guess, a problem for her mom. So it's right. like, Think of me as the super fun aunt and, you know, because, you know, I know when I had an aunt, if she told me to do anything, I'd listen. But like, you know, if it was like, think of me as a best friend, well, how do we treat our friends sometimes? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, you know, there is a misconception about what nachoing is. And so I'm glad you brought that up. Nachoing's not ignoring her. Right. Nachoing is lowering your stress. So if she comes to you and says... I can't find my coat and you took it or one of your kids took it or something to just kind of fire you up. <laughs> you know, if she said something like that, then it's your reaction to it. So basically to nacho that instance would be just not respond to her or say, go ask your dad. Okay. That makes sense. Right. Because you don't want to nacho things you don't have stress with. Right. It's only the things you have stress with. One of the things, um, if you list your top five triggers of things that cause you stress, I'm trying to think of one you might have with your stepdaughter, but I can't think of any because she sounds just perfect. Uh, um, you know, the way she talks to her dad, okay? Yes, I'm sure that you want to butt in and say something, but you have to step back and say, you know what, that is not my place. She's right. not my kid, and he is an adult, and it's up to him to address her talking to him like that with her. And if he chooses not to, 
because of guilty pa- uh, guilty dad syndrome or guilty parent syndrome, whatever the case may be, that's his choice. Okay. Yeah. Just things like that. For me, supper was something I had to nacho. David wanted everybody to sit around and have a family supper. And that's great. I mean, I did that as a kid. But his kids, part being boys, I'm sure, like spaghetti. I could not eat spaghetti with these kids without wanting to just go hang myself. I know what you mean. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, oh, it was, it drove me crazy. So I nachoed spaghetti night. I would not eat with them. I would either eat before, I'd eat in a different room, whatever, because I did not want to put myself in that situation where I was going to get stressed out. I was going to get aggravated. I was going to get mad at my husband for not disciplining his kids and making them have proper etiquette and all this stuff. So I just avoided the situation. So when you identify these triggers, you can find ways to avoid the situation or ways to deal with the situation when you know it's getting ready to happen to where it doesn't affect you as much emotionally. Okay. That makes total sense. Cause that sometimes is where my stepdaughter is, you know, a trigger mm-hmm. <laughs> is the eating and it depends on what she's eating though. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I had a, my husband worked this weekend and I had um, all my kids, including her this weekend. And we were eating some fruit um, with our breakfast and it was quiet in the house and she's mm-hmm. eating so loudly and it's fruit. And my oldest son looks at her with a smile on his face and goes, how are you eating fruit so loudly? <laughs> and I didn't say anything. And normally it would, it would set me on fire, you know, loud eating or, or slurping your fruit. And she, it was a pineapple. And she goes, well, the ends are hard. And I joked with him. I'm like, you try eating it. See if you can eat it without making noise. And he did. And it made her smile. And I looked at her and went, I guess he showed you, didn't he? And they all just laughed. So it was like a positive moment. But he showed her how to eat fruit quietly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's little things that, that like that that we don't realize um, are necessarily triggers. But if we pay attention to our emotions and if we're sitting there all of a sudden and start feeling the little grumpy man inside wanting to scream. Okay. Well, what did that? Was it the kid slurping? Was it the kid, you know, clanking the plate with the fork or crawling under the table? What was it? And then what can you do to change it? Well, in most instances, the dad doesn't want the step parent parenting their kid and saying, get out from up under the table. I've already told you, you know better. Because then they get defensive. You know, how dare you attack my angelic child? And so that causes problems. And that's where a lot of people have to nacho in order to better their relationship with their significant other. Right. I agree. Right. And the goal, the ultimate goal of nachoing, of course, is to save your relationship and better it, but to also re-engage with the stepkids, like you said, in the cool aunt role. Right. I think for my husband sometimes, because I explained it him the nacho a little bit. I'm like, sorry, you can't nacho, you know, my boys because you adopted them. (laughs) I'm like, but, and sometimes I think he struggles when I nacho, like I'll keep my mouth shut when he should be parenting his daughter. And sometimes he'll look at me because she is a female and Mm -hmm. her and I are the only female in the house when she's over. And so he wants her to be comfortable and he wants me to do the mom female parts. And, you know, I go, well, that's cool. And I don't mind if she's comfortable coming to me for stuff like that. But 
imagine if I didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you were just a single dad, then you right. wouldn't have a choice. I'm like, so, you know, you're her dad, awkward or not, <laughs> mm-hmm. because she does, she does come to me for like that time in the month and lets me know like, Hey, it's here. And, and her and I have like this little game about it. Like I go, well, tell it to go home. It wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, you know, I'm like, I'm sure for dad, that'd be awkward. Like, what if dad gives me a high five that no, I don't want to tell my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. All the posts that we see every once in a while, we'll see one about, you know, the step kid and her period. We had one guy tell his wife that it was her responsibility as a female to explain that to his daughter. Oh, my. And she says she already had a strained relationship with the little girl, so she didn't want to just bust up in there with a box of pads and say, here, I her, uh, thought you needed might need these, or I thought yeah. you needed these. And she, he was really getting mad at her and, like, slammed the door because she would not talk to his kid about it. And oh, the oh. thing is, the kid has a bio mom. All dad had to do was call bio mom and say, look, little Susie started her period. Do you want to come get her so you can talk to her and maybe she can just stay with you this weekend and be more comfortable? You know, something, whatever. Yeah. But ex- to expect his wife to, you know, take over that. No, no, no. no. Right. <laughs> no. It's like everybody was saying in that um, post that, no, that's not stepmom's responsibility. Right. But if she wants to do it, hip, hip, hooray, go eat chocolate, go get bonbons and a box of pads and have a great day. (laughs) But if she doesn't want to, then that has to be okay as well. Find a YouTube video if you're the guy, learn a little bit about them, talk to her about it, learn about it together. I mean, there's so many ways you can learn stuff. You don't have to go to the public library and check out a book on menstruation. (laughs) (laughs) Super awkward. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I say support your men, but don't take over their jobs because some of this stuff is funny to watch. (laughs) (laughs) I actually watched my husband give my stepdaughter a high five before when she she will come up to me and whisper like, my friend is here. And he's like, yeah, and gave her a high five because she's not always a quiet whisperer. Uh Uh-huh. And she looked at him like, no, dad, that ain't cool. <laughs> and why do we, why do we, well, I say we, because I think that's what we called it in school too. It's not, why is it your friend? Right? It's not my friend. <laughs> no, no. And that's why I'm like, well, she wasn't invited. So like, tell her to go home. And then she giggles. And then I go, do you need stuff? She goes, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. So she just kind of tells me to tell me. She usually doesn't need anything. <laughs> Yeah. What's going to be fun is when all these um, stepdaughters are starting their periods now and the guys are flipping out. What's going to be fun is when they realize that they need to call the OBGYN and schedule a gynecological exam. (laughs) (laughs) They can't even pronounce the word. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I think I was struggling with it. Gynecological. Yeah, I'm calling for my daughter's gynecological exam because my my wife won't call because she says she is not that kid's mama. <laughs> oh, I bet they'd laugh at him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Girl, I talk to blended families. I mean, I talk to everybody about blended families. You know, it's not. Um, I did it before I even started Nacho Kids, I guess. But 
it's funny because I'll start talking to people and they'll be like, dang girl, I need your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm telling you, you can't sweat this stuff. You have to find reasons to laugh. You've got to find the good in everything. And I don't care how bad of a situation you're in. If you're not being abused, then there's a way to make this work. And David and I are proof. I mean, I'm telling you, girl, we were one phone call away from a divorce attorney. Oh, wow. His suggestion was that we split up um, physically, you know, but not legally. Like me get a house somewhere and then us try to re-engage later or re-blend later, whatever you want to call it. And I was adamant that if I left, I wasn't coming back. Right. I know I'm the same way. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I am not packing up all this crap, moving out, trying to make another place a home, dragging my kid along to leave, you know, the hell that we were going through to come back to it. Right. (laughs) No. Yep. But I know a lot of people are doing that nowadays. I'm sure you see it in the Facebook groups where the families are living separately. Yeah. And I just, um, I don't get it as far as, you know, like you and I both said, if we left, we wouldn't be coming back. But I do understand that that's what some people have to do to stay together. And they're just buying time, hoping that the stepchild will move out at some point to where they can try to be more of a couple and living in the same home again. Right. But we ne- we never really recommend that. <laughs> like I said, unless there's a well, if there's abuse, you don't need to be with them in the first place. But um, I'm afraid that when people do that financially, that's going to be another burden onto them. It's not going to fix their problems. It's just m- shifting them to where you, they don't see them as much. And then you've got the financial burden of ha- having two homes. Right. So it really does not make sense at all. Yeah. You know what? That reminds me of something that I can have a guest on the podcast for. <laughs> yep, living apart. There you go. That's a good idea. And how it works, yeah. Because um, I know how things were when David and I were dating, and they weren't bad. And maybe we should have just stayed that way. But to move into the home and be married, or even if you're not married, even just moving in together and for a long period of time, and then leaving and moving out, I just um, I just see that being more difficult. And like I said, it doesn't resolve anything. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, Emily, I will talk forever, as everybody knows. It is Emily, right? Okay, good. (laughs) I was thinking, crap. (laughs) I hope I said the right name. Girl, we've had like, I think you're the fifth Emily. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, we've had three Heathers and one Emily. I mean, and five Emilies. Oh, my. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's right. But anyway, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast. And I like your blend. I don't know that you could get any more unique unless you adopted some kids. We thought about it. <laughs> well, feel free to leave your email address and people, if they want to send their kids to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Emily will take anybody's stepkids, girl. Have you not heard about Emily? <laughs> She'll just adopt them in. No problems. Well, my, my son with his older sisters, he, he tells everyone I have seven kids when we're in public and they see how many kids I have in tow and he goes, actually, my mom's got seven kids, but my sisters aren't here. And I'm like, really? Where are they all living? <laughs> yeah. And then they're thinking, well, what happened to the sisters? Did you forget them? <laughs> I know. And I'm like, he does this so much. I just stopped correcting him. I'm like, people are just going to get more confused. So just have at your story. <laughs> yeah. And that's the 11-year-old? Yeah. He's got quite the mouth and imagination. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's good, though. 
Maybe he'll be like a rocket scientist or something. He better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. My son's like, I, I want to live in a house like that. When I get old, I'm like, I, I want to live there with you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Build me a granny pot out back, dude. I'll be fine. <laughs> One of those little tiny homes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Wouldn't it? Instead of a man cave, we need a stepmom suite. Ooh, that's even, that sounds barely like fancy. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Look at all these ideas just popping out my head. <laughs> <laughs> the good ideas, though. <laughs> yeah. I like the stepmom suite. You know, it's much better than a man cave. It is. A man cave can be a bathroom. Let that be the man cave. That is so true. I should like hang up a sign. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to go get a man cave sign and put it in our bathroom. And then I'm going to take a sign upstairs and put stepmom suite. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the stepmom suite. Is that the main bedroom? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Move him out. (laughs) You can't come in here. (laughs) Yeah. He'll be like, well, I'm a stepdad. I'll be like, oh, no, that don't count. (laughs) Well, Emily, again, thank you so much for being a guest, and we hope that everything continues to work out for you and that your husband will get more time with stepdaughter since that seems to be what everybody wants and what seems to be the most healthy option. I agree, and thank you for having me today. You're welcome. And tell your husband to just go look up all that stuff and go back to court. Represent himself. He's going to be pro se. Yeah, I will do that. Be the naggy wife. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Be the naggy wife. (laughs) Bye, Emily. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. One of the things that we talked about in this podcast with with Emily was the bio mom talking crap about Emily and her husband. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts on that? I think you shouldn't do it. Pretty simple. (laughs) Pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't, it doesn't fare well for the kids and it ends up a lot of times backfiring on the people that are they're doing that. I mean, the, right? Because you're bashing their parent, right? It's still the kid's parent, and as much as they may agree with you, even uh, a lot of times they still look at you and they look down on you because you chose to do that. Well, I heard this one time. I don't remember where I heard it, but think about this: if you just say you were bashing your ex to your kids, really, you're bashing half of them. Mm-hmm. Because they're part of that person, too. Yep. No matter how I feel about her, they're not going to feel the same way. No. No. So Now, they may grow up and see things in a different light. Yep. They're still not going to feel the same way. Right. No, they're not going to hate her. Mm-mm. Or dislike her greatly. <laughs> no. No. And if they do happen to ha- start having a good relationship with her, then they may feel the need to pull away from me. Because of how I feel about her. Right. So, no, it typically doesn't work out very well to do that. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about when stepdaughter called her mom, how that was awkward for her. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Well, and we see this a lot in the Facebook groups where the stepmoms want them to call them mom, but they have these unrealistic dreams of them being their child. It's almost like unhealthy. Well, I think sometimes they feel like they're the replacement. Right. And they're, and they're not the replacement. You're not coming in to replace the parent. You're coming in to, I mean, maybe you're coming in to replace the wife, but you're not coming in to replace the mom. 
Right. So you're looking, you, you can't look at the person, you're looking at the role. Like you're, you might be re- replacing that person, but you're not replacing that role. Yes. Good point. Good point, David. Good point. Yep. Because as we've said before, it doesn't matter if the bio mom never sees the kid, if she's passed away, mm-hmm. if she sees the kid once a month on a video screen, it does not matter. She is still that kid's mother. Mm-hmm. And the same with fathers. Yep. And I think that's what gets people in trouble is they don't look at the wife role and the mother role. They don't look at them as separate. Well, that's because they, I feel like when they come into the wife role, they are expected to take up the motherly responsibilities, the cooking and the cleaning and the homework and the mm-hmm. yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think men do that a lot where... They feel like that person that is coming in to replace the other person is also replacing all the roles. Right. And that's, I mean, I've said it before on the podcast, is exactly what the path we went down. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's exactly the um, thought process I had, which was, you know, you were coming in, she's out, you're in. Now you're going to do all the things that she was doing. Except for the cheating. Yeah, except for the cheating. Um, and I think I think you felt the same way. Like, okay, she's not here, so I gotta come in and do the things she was doing. And right. it and it didn't work. It didn't it blew up in our face and um, you know, my expectations were out of whack, yours were out of whack. You know, you and I just had fortunately we had enough sense to start looking at, okay, what are we doing that's not working and start trying different things and not getting hung up on this fallacy that oh well that's that's stupid if uh if you're not going to be doing this the the wife roles and the mother roles then how selfish selfish of you that's crazy and yeah. you know we didn't get hung up on that which i still think's a, a badly flawed way to look at not your kids and, i mean it, it's, huh? You, huh you confuse me well the, the not your kids method is a lot of it is around really separating those roles out. Mm-hmm. And so when particularly men, husbands, whatever, they'll, you know, I've heard them before talking about how, you know, that's that's selfish or that's wrong that this woman has stepped into my life and, and she wants to be my wife, but she doesn't want to take on all the other responsibilities that the ex-wife had. Mm-hmm. And so now it puts all that back on him because he's the parent and he doesn't like it. Right. Because when you get divorced, those parenting roles become your responsibility and your ex's responsibility. And when you get remarried, those are still your responsibility and your ex's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Your new wife is there to support you and be your cheerleader, but she is not there to take over your parental responsibilities. Yeah, like I said, the the roles change um, as far as the the wife role, but the parent role does not change. Right, and the person may change that's stepping in, but they're not taking the parent role. Right. So yeah. Anyway, and we understand why people do it. I mean, it happened to us too. Oh, it's, of course. Yeah, it's that natural family mode, but it's also the. Um, Pressures from society for the stepmom to be the mom mm-hmm. or the bonus mom. And and it's not that you can't do it. You know, if if you and I were, um, were in a position where you are starting to do some of the parenting things, 
and that's what you want to do and they're not causing you stress and they're not causing the kids issues and all that, then that's, that's fine. It's great. And at some point, hopefully that's where you do get to. Right. But when you step in and you start trying to do all that from the beginning, that's where things can really go crazy. That's why it's imperative for the step parent to build a bond with the step kids before they start any of the parental stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, if you walk in from marrying little Susie's dad and you walk in and little Susie, your bedtime's now 830. Little Susie, every day you must clean the cat litter and you must do this and you must do that. Well, guess what? You getting ready for a heck of a ride. Yep. Because little Susie's going to hate you. Little Susie's going to complain to dad. Dad's going to be stuck in the middle. Little Susie's going to complain to the in-laws. She's going to complain to the kids at school. DSS. BM. <laughs> Biomom. For those that don't know what BM means, it's Biomom. Yeah. So, yeah. So <sighs> take it slow. Stay in, almost stay in dating mode with the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, treat them the same as you were when you were dating their dad. When you were dating their dad, I'm sure you didn't say, little Susie, you better go to bed. It's eight o'clock. No. Nope. No, because you didn't have, you didn't feel like that was your responsibility. Right. And you didn't feel you had that power. Right. And guess what? You still don't. <laughs> David, say that a little bit louder for those in the back. You still don't have the responsibility or the power. Right. Just because you marry their dad does not give you the authority to be their parent Mm-mm. and to steamroll dad and making him do things in a parenting standpoint that he doesn't want to do. Well, not only that, but sometimes even if the dad's like, I expect you to discipline my kids. Yeah, the first time she pops that tail, and guess what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, but even if he wants you to do that, oftentimes it's still not going to turn out well for you. No. And when things go downhill, guess what? Dad's going to look at you and go, it was your fault. Because <laughs> yeah. you didn't handle it right. You know, one of the main things about nachoing and the nacho kids method is to take that target off your back. Yep. And it's also to not be a guinea pig. <laughs> a guinea pig? Yeah. Be or, the guinea pig. Yeah, for, see what test, happens. Yeah, to see what things yeah. happen. Yep. I agree. Let's try this and see what happens. <laughs> How about the dad just does nothing and the stepmom takes over and see what happens? Yeah. No. No. And don't misunderstand that you can nacho and still do things with the kids. You step back from the things that cause you stress. If you enjoy cooking... Cook to your heart's content and feed them youngins. Mm-hmm. If you don't like cooking, Daddy O can fix their food. That's what he'd do if you weren't there. Yep, Daddy O. Daddy O. Yeah, and it's it's funny too because people that are listening to this and they don't know a lot about the the method or they haven't tried it or whatever, it sounds like it sounds kind of crazy. You, well, a lot of people don't like the naming of it. Oh yeah. Well, some people don't like it because it puts responsibility on the people that should be responsible. They made the baby. Yeah. And and some people don't like that. And yes, guys, talking about you. Um, because oftentimes, you know, if I'm a guy and I had a kid with a lady and we're married and I'm the one that's doing all the work and bringing home the money and she's doing all the parenting duties and guess what? Then you get divorced. Well, now you're going, wait a minute. <laughs> now I was, you know, I'm in, a position now where I have to start doing all the parenting duties, at least while the kids are with me. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm stuck doing something that I wasn't doing before. And and so this other lady comes in your life, she becomes stepmom and you go, okay, whew, glad that's over with. Now here, you can have these responsibilities. Mm-hmm. 
that this uh, is your job, yeah, woman. Exactly. You can have these responsibilities that the ex had, uh, and I can go back doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And that is when it all breaks loose. One thing that we strongly suggest if you are not married, before you get into a blended relationship, have clear understandings of what your expectations are in the role as a step parent for yourself and what your significant other's expectations are for you. Now, granted, remember, mine and David's would have been the same in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But that stuff didn't work. Yeah. yeah. You and I both had the same wrong expectations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, and, maybe and, we should do a like a premarital nacho course. Oh, yes. Because we don't have that yet. No. Must make a note. Yep. I'm making a note. <laughs> Adding it to the list. And remember that it's okay for you not to be involved in everything. You're not a bad person because you don't want to take little Johnny's screaming self to school every morning because by the time you get to work, you're ready to just quit your work and go sell cheese on the side of a mountain. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how did dad get them to school before you came around? That's right. You know, how did dad feed them before you came around? How did all this? I but mean, see, here's what happens, though, David, is because dad goes, well, if I'm doing all this crap by myself like I did before you were here, why do I need you here? Oh, oh! Wait a minute. So he didn't marry her to be a wife. He married her to be a fill-in mom. That's right. Oh, shooky, shooky. So now we understand the motivation for your relationship. Yes. Doesn't that suck? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know where to go from that (laughs) because uh, you just had some women go what. He married me to be a replacement mom. Yeah. But I know a lot of you feel that way. Yeah. Especially when dad won't step up and do things. Well, look, it's better that you realize it and you know where to focus your efforts than to not realize it and wonder why things just aren't working. And that doesn't mean because you realize it will get divorced. No. No. No, it just means you realize where the issue is and now you can start addressing it because we had the same issue. We've said this over and over again. We had the same issue. And if somebody would have came to me and would have been like, well, that's because you're trying to make her a replacement mom, then, yeah, I probably would have been like, uh, no. And then I probably would have thought about it and said, hmm. Uh, yeah. You know what? I think he's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just you said he's right, not she. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be talking to a woman. Because, <laughs> you know, I can't do that. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Reference last week's podcast. <laughs> yeah. See, see, David can't let the past go, y'all. He can't let the past go. <laughs> All right. What else? Uh, let's see. Um, Happy New Year. All right. Good deal. Anything else? If you haven't already, it's not too late to sign up for the Stepmoms Alive conference in Austin, Texas, January 17th through the 19th, where David and I will be. Oh, yeah. Oh, and David, the um contest. Oh, yeah. Reviews. So the reviews contest. So uh, we are going to be picking pretty soon. The last episode of January, we're going to pick the three winners for that. So if you want to get involved in that, then you need to leave us a review. If you go to nachokids.com slash review, then you can see all the information there to do that. So just review the podcast and it puts you in for uh, the drawing. There you go. All right. 
Now, have a great else? new year. No, just have a great new year. <laughs> have a great new year. Hey, look, if you're all going to be in, in Austin, apparently I'm going to have a lot of downtime because I'm not allowed in most of these sessions. <laughs> He's supposed to be shopping for me. So uh, if any of you guys want to go hang out, let me know. Just you can't take me to places I can't go. So just let you know. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We will see you next week. Hopefully I'll be still around by then. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.